And welcome back to another episode of Rewind and Reconsider. I am your host, Harrison Fagan, and I am joined by my lovely co-host and wife, Mia Agraviador. No guest for this episode, and we are back after a really brief hiatus between this and our, you know, Halloween detour for Hubie Halloween. And we are going to watch the movie that we told you after my big fat Greek wedding that we would watch probably about two months ago. Uh, the 1999 animated classic, The Iron Giant. Mia, how are you today? and are you excited to watch this movie? I'm good, and uh, slight correction, we actually promised this movie after the Lighting Crashers episode. Oh, sorry, I mixed those up. I forgot we recorded that one. My bad. <laughs> yeah, but I'm doing good, and I'm excited to see this movie because it's one of my favorite animated movies, and I think it's a very underrated animated movie. People kind of forget about it. If everybody says it's underrated, is it really underrated? Because I feel like if you ask anyone what's an underrated movie, like animated movie, they're going to say The Iron Giant. Like, people talk about this movie a lot on the internet. So is it really, is it underrated, overrated, or properly who, rated? Who, who talks about it? Well, many people. Oh, please. Give me an example. I mean, I don't specifically, Exactly. I don't no remember. one, because it's underrated. I don't know. I think, all right, this has been my audition for the Bill Simmons podcast uh, <laughs> segment, overrated, underrated, or properly rated. Um, what do you remember about liking about this movie? Because I will admit, normally for the premise of this podcast is that one of us hasn't seen it. I've seen at least bits and pieces of this movie, but what do you remember about it and what drew you to it as a kid? Um, so I remember watching it I want to say it was on either a VHS or like a DVD. I didn't see it in theaters, but um, I think it was my mom that showed it to me and she was just like, oh, I heard it was an animated movie and I heard it was good. And so we watched it and I just, I really like the animation style of it and the characters are pretty fun. And it's just like a heartwarming story about a kid and his robot, you know? Any relation to Iron Man? Like, is this an MCU film? Um, I kind of remember uh, Nick Fury coming out at the end credits asking, you know, if he wants to join us. We'll look for that in Phase 4. Yes, exactly. The Iron Giant finally makes his return to the MCU. (laughs) Um, So I know you said you've seen bits and pieces of it. What do you kind of remember? Uh, I mean, just a lot of the similar stuff along. You said that it had, like, you know, a pretty, like, uh, uh, I am very persnickety about animated movies and animation styles like there are certain yeah there are certain ones where i'm just like that looks gross i don't like it like kiki's um and but for this one like i do think that it has like a fairly like visually pleasing style and that's why i think that like given the positive buzz that i've heard about it that it'll hold up relatively well but as the person who has actually seen this entire movie what do you think like do you think it's gonna hold up yeah i think it will i think the jokes are still gonna be funny and it's still gonna be pretty relevant Okay. That's it. That's all I got to say. All right. In that case, we are going to go watch The Iron Giant, and we will be right back, possibly after Election Day. So you'll see if our moods change by the time of the second half of this episode. Hey, Harrison. Hey, Mia. So we just watched The Iron Giant. Yes, we did. Uh, do you want to do a 60-second summary before we tell people what we did and didn't like about the movie? Yes. All and right. uh, so the 60-second summary is something that we do every episode. Uh, we, I don't know why we always explain it, but it is exactly what it sounds like. In 60 <laughs> seconds, I will attempt to summarize the movie. And Mia is going to time me. And uh, like, we've never set a penalty for the person who doesn't like make it. Like, I feel like we should set up some kind of poll or something where like the 
users, like the listeners get to pick something that we have to do if we don't make it within the time limit. What do you think we should do? What would be the punishment? I don't know. I don't want something like weird. One of us gets to send a tweet from the other one's account. No, that's too dangerous. <laughs> we'll think about it. We'll workshop it. that. Okay. Just tweet us we your best just, ideas. Yeah, or we could just keep a running score in our head, you know, bragging yeah, rights. Exactly. Bragging rights and also some sort of, I don't know. I feel like I want to win something. That'll make me more motivated. But oh, okay, all right. I'm ready to do this. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the movie starts out with there's like a guy in a storm, kind of like Perfect Storm vibes in an animated movie. And then all of a sudden there's this big thing, crashes into the water, overwhelms his boat. It almost goes down. He panics, ends up going back into town. Then you meet this little kid named like Hogarth. Yeah, Hogarth is his name, which is a stupid name. But uh, then he, Hogarth's mom works at a diner and she's played by Jennifer Aniston. And then Hogarth goes in there and he wants to take a squirrel as his pet. And his mom, he knows his mom's going to say no, but then the squirrel gets out and bites this guy in the nuts. He becomes best friends with Hogarth. And then Hogarth ends up finding this like iron giant that's like, it's a giant made of iron and he ends up training him to do like sign language and speak English kind of and idolize Superman and become a superhero. But this government agent that moves in with Hogarth and his mom is like, I'm going to catch the iron giant and I'm going to stop him. And then uh, long story short, the United States government launches a nuke at a U.S. town and uh, then everyone almost dies. But then the iron giant saves them and he's like, I am Superman. Okay, that was like... A minute and ten seconds. All right. Well, that was pretty good for the level of depth that I got there, <laughs> I think. Um, so, yeah. Did, so, you're the one who hasn't really seen it, this movie. I think you've seen bits and parts yeah. of it. Um, what did you think of it? I thought it was really good. I honestly ended up enjoying it a lot more than I expected it to. Right? To, yeah. I, I honestly, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm a pessimist sometimes. I'm like, maybe it won't, you know, hold up. It won't be funny. But, like... There were parts where it was genuinely funny. Like, it wasn't just, like, kids funny where it was stupid and it's, like, fart jokes and stuff. I mean, there were, I think there was a couple poop jokes, but they were done sophisticatedly well. Yeah, they were subtle. Yeah. Um, I think the humor in it is great. The whole story is really sweet. Um, you touched on... Our main character is named Hogarth, which is... That is cannot that like a, be a real name. Is there anyone named Hogarth? Is that a real name? Is I don't that know. just for this movie? But this movie is kind of set in the 50s. Yeah. In this like small town near the coast. I think like I, I think say 60s, Cold War era. 60s, 50s. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, maybe that was just a really popular name back then. I don't know. There's probably a really weird, like Eunice was probably a popular name. For Eunice girl. is still, there's still people named Eunice. I feel like there's you no one. You only think of old people. No, there was, there was a very young like person at one of the schools that I went to. Well, that's like, very unfortunate for them. Yeah. Uh, but like, I think there's no one alive today named Hogarth. Like there, I refuse to believe that but there's I think, someone on the planet. Named I think Hogarth that was today. that was the point because remember, the, the, there's an FBI agent that comes in who I'm gonna call Conan O'Brien because he literally looks like Conan O'Brien. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't he though? I guess a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Conan agent, special agent laxatives. Yeah. Oh god, that part was really funny. But he, I think it's like, I think he finds like a gun, a little like rifle, the the butt end of it. Remember. When, um, yeah. Oh, and it has Hogarth's name on it. And that's yeah, he was all that. like, Hogarth? What's like a name but like that? We're getting off track. Anyways. What did you, like, what really stood out to you about this movie that made it special? Um, I think it was the voice acting was actually really good. Um, I think the kid played it really well. 
And it was it wasn't too awkward where it was like you know how sometimes you see animated movies and they are like doing voice acting and it just is just voice acting and that's it. There's no like meaning behind it. And I feel like you know every character there had like different quirks in their personalities and it shows up in their voice. And then I think the animation does a really good job of kind of like capturing that as well too. Yeah, I think, I mean, people who have listened to this podcast for a while probably have realized by now that I'm not the biggest fan of animation. <laughs> um, but I thought that this was really good, and it was like, like, it didn't take you out of it. Honestly, like, it was a unique style that wasn't visually annoying either. Like, mm-hmm. it had its own mark, but it looked normal enough that it didn't bother me. Yeah, yeah, it was like... It was kind of realistic, but not to a point where it was, like, the uncanny valley, you know? Yeah, and then it also, like, it didn't trend, like, the complete other direction where it's, like, so cartoony that it takes you out of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I really love the story, too. I think it's it's a really touching story about just, like, a friendship that bonds over over time and you, you see the Iron Giant. It's And it's weird because it's, like, the Iron Giant doesn't really emote that much, but given the limits that it has it like really shows a lot of emotions you know what i'm saying yeah vin diesel (laughs) yeah master thespian of getting a lot of emotion through with like singular words not even but i think that even the facial expressions like yes yeah you wouldn't expect it but you can tell what his stupid little smile like the way that his eyes light up or when they go down yeah no he he had a very expressive like funny face yeah and i think watching i I thought the bond between them was really nice it was like almost like an ode to like child like boyhood childhood friendship where like you just have these friends and you're just running around doing random stuff together and just like making up games and Uh you know it's exactly what you think a kid would do if they found a giant super weapon robot which is like but he doesn't know he doesn't really he doesn't well, really grasp anything the... that big yeah it's like you know like an adult is like we could use this for war and like a kid is like i'm gonna have it pick up a car and spin me around to play rocket ship like, yeah like the main character isn't scared he's very interested and just kind of you can kind of he's tell he's very innocent like like sweet kid yeah but you can tell he's kind of an outcast because there's a scene where he is drawing the giant that he saw and like all the kids were making fun of him and you could tell that he's an outcast well it's because his name's hogarth well also they're all making fun of him for his name that's his mom's fault he honestly we can get to this but worst mom in the history no she's not the worst she's She's a a single mom mom. no No, she's she's a single mom no 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 but anyway we can get past this we'll come back i can't get past this the character is a single mom that is supporting her child and it's just her and her child she has to work really weird hours at this like 24-hour diner and it's at this 24-hour diner in a town with like eight people i don't understand why it was open so much you can actually tell how like how different of a time it was back then because like the kid is just allowed to do whatever because she'll call the house and be like hey i'm not going to be home until 2 a.m don't eat the, the funny part was that she called and she was like, I'm not going to be home until late. Don't watch scary movies. Go to bed on time and don't eat um, junk food. And then like the next cut is like it shows the clock that says it's like 12. He's watching scary movies and he's eating Twinkies, just like double fisting it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. But yeah, it's it's a very different time back then, I think, during the 50s and 60s where people weren't as scared. And you know to have no no one was scared for the safety of their children like if your child ran off in the middle of the night to go run through the forest you were like no one questions it yeah Yeah. but it's funny how they're not like i was worried but you're home now so it's fine 
actually, you know, it brings up a good point because they did show in the movie at the kids' school they were watching a video about like an atomic bomb coming down and what to do, and they're like, get under, get under the table. But it's funny how to see how because it didn't come into their world, they weren't they weren't that scared, right? They can just do whatever they want. And then once this threat comes in, the Iron Giant, then it's like real to them. They're like, oh shit, like this is actually happening. And you know what I mean? I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know where I'm going with this either. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I, I th- Yeah, I thought that, um, I also thought that the friendship between Hogarth and uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but his artist friend who yes, hides the Iron the Giant. Yes, the beatnik kind of guy. Yeah. That was I love, I love, that was one of my favorite I thought the dynamic characters. between the three of them was very funny and sweet. Yeah, um, he, at first, oh shit, what's his name? His name is, uh, Dean. Dean. Yes. Dean. He's like, like this his kind new, of, Hogarth's new dad by the end of the movie. Spoiler yeah. alert. But you can see how they kind of bond because both, a lot of people don't understand them. You know, he's yeah. kind of like an outcast that does like this really weird art with uh trash and stuff and hogarth just that weird kid that just is always kind of by himself Hogarth. okay yes sure but i could see you could see why they bond so well together they just kind of get each other where they're all kind of in their own little worlds and they don't care what other people think basically yeah no for sure i I think i mean honestly i didn't make that connection but i think you're right about like that's one of the things that drew them together also like you know they're very clearly like both good-hearted people even if dean was a little bit of a curmudgeon about hiding the giant and whatever at first yeah but then he he eventually came around and he was like all right like we're gonna do it but he also like you know he was looking out for hogarth as well like when the iron giant you know in that scene where he like his kind of threat detection software is off and he sees hogarth pointing the fake laser gun at him and he immediately starts like firing laser beams as a self-defense mechanism dean is like get out of here like i am protecting this child and so yeah that that scene definitely broke my heart because it's just like this automatic like he's the iron giant sees like a weapon and he becomes a weapon himself and then once he comes to and gets back to his like normal self he's like really distraught because he's like this is my best friend i didn't know this was happening and now i'm looking at him scared and that like that really hurt me inside like honestly i think this is the first movie we've watched on this show that i was like in tears by the end like, yeah, me too. I just thinking about it is like kind of getting me a little bit emotional. But. Yeah, so the end where like you know uh, eventually by the end of the movie, Hogarth and the Iron Giant, like this FBI agent f- tracks down the Iron Giant, is like trying to lead the army after him, and they're like engaging with it. He starts defending himself, and then he, uh, the FBI agent, grabs the phone. And I thought this was a very clever way of them absolving the military for blame of this. Uh, the general is not going to call in a nuclear strike, but ma- but mansley the agent immediately grabs the phone out of his hand and it's like fire 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 and like so they fire but you know it wasn't the u.s government being it was just to one guy's it, was, it was one rogue guy yeah um, but yeah i honestly that was a really great that was a really great villain the mansley character he was just like this i don't know how to explain him he was really funny the gags that they had him do like that one part where like hogarth was trying to leave the house and he just like kept getting in his space where he was like hey bud what's going on you want to go for a walk or something or hey bud what are you doing like or that part where they were like he was like clearly evil but also dumb enough to be outsmarted by a child (laughs) yeah or the part where um they're both they have like so it turns out mansley rents the room in their house also again a relic of a different time when like uh, uh, this guy just randomly is like let I me wanna... just move into your house yeah and she's and the like mom okay was yeah like, we're okay renting a room it. yeah and like you're like all right i'm just gonna put you in the room across from my young child yeah 
But it's funny and it's not weird that you're trying to like drive him around and hang out with him all the time. Like it's fine. I, you're a government agent. It's all good. Yeah. So the the scene where um, Hogarth is trying to sneak out to like I think feed the Iron Giant or something like that. No, he's trying to sneak out to get the Iron Giant and like warn him away that like Mansley's gonna bring in the military. Oh, okay. To come yeah, find yeah. Him. And so the doors, both doors are open and they're staring at each other across the hall and it's just like this stare off and like they can't fall asleep because they're both watching each other. They know something's up, but they can't really prove it. And the fact that like Hogarth kind of just like turns around and has a helmet on and he falls asleep and Mansley's like, ah, he's asleep. And he wakes up the next morning <laughs> and the kid just walks by him and, and he's like out of his pajamas and everything. He's like, oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. The other scene I thought was... And he had put, like, balls and stuff inside of the helmet so yeah. that it looked like someone was still sleeping there. And then, finally, Hogarth has a plan, but you don't you don't know about it. You yeah. just think he's going to go hang out with this guy. And he takes him to a diner, and he buys this uh, chocolate, but it's laxative chocolate. And he puts it in the guy's um, milkshake, and he's like, oh, yeah, we all eat it here. This is really good. Try some. And then... For about, like, I don't know, like, maybe 15 minutes. They just keep going back to him, trying to find the kid. And he has to poop every single minute. Yeah. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. I know it was a poop joke, but it was hilarious. No, it was really good. Um, um, was there anything you didn't like about it? Because I, I honestly can't think of anything I didn't like. I think this, honestly, in my mind, was, like, the perfect movie. I'm sure I mean, you can fucking find something. The complete absolvement of the military and okay, complex. Whatever. Of, uh, launching a bomb on a U.S., like, city because they're like, oh, man, this thing seems kind of scary. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other thing, well, you know, going back to, like, worst mom in the history of humanity. So we mentioned... Uh, like, you know, not only did she name her kid Hogarth, and not only did she rent this room across from her child's room and just let this guy, like, hang out with her kid and, like, drive him around and whatever, like, uh, like, she just, like, you know, she didn't pay attention to him, and... She's busy! She's a single mom! What do you want her to do? She has to support her family. She just let him go wherever. She fell for all of his lies. Oh my god. All right. It was mainly the, like, government agent thing. And just being like, oh, this guy's, like, trying to hang out with my kid, and, like, now he, like, is asking if he can rent our room for rent or whatever. Yeah, this is fine. Oh, my God. Whatever. Um, do you know who directed this? No. It is Brad Bird, who also was the creator and director of The Incredibles. Oh, I thought you were going to say Toy Story. No. Oh, for some reason. Um, but you can kind of tell... Because, like, this is a very stylized movie. It's yeah. very, like, space retro. This guy's retro. in love with the 60s, I guess, between this like, and The Incredibles. The, yeah, you can tell that was by him. But I think he also wrote the story, too. Which, anyway, the ending is just, like, oh, my heart. Yeah, when the, so, when the giant tells Hogarth, like, you stay, I, I go, go. And then don't he's follow. Like, he and goes then, up and he says he's Superman. Because he that's what he wants Superman. to be. He and then, wants, like, he blows up and then you think he's dead, but it turns out, like, his pieces are just slowly coming back together in the Arctic. I in like, the Fortress of Solitude. Oh, my gosh. I like how this movie doesn't really give you an explanation for the... Yeah, I thought that that was an interesting choice. I actually wanted to, like, before we wrap up, I wanted to say theories. What do you think he is? Do you think he's from space? Do you think he was invented I by... think he was invented by Russians. Do you think he was invented by Russians? Yes. No, I think he's an alien. I think there's an entire planet of iron giants. Yeah, but why would he be the one... Why would he, like, completely change his whole personality when he sees, like, a gun or something? Because And they, he becomes... Oh, by the way, talking... They're a spacefaring 
war, <laughs> warring, conquering race, and he was their emissary. But because he crashed and got short circuited, he like took on this like childlike personality. But he had but otherwise, in his head. Remember, he didn't remember where he was coming exactly. from. Exactly. So I think that he came from a planet, and he was actually sent to destroy us. But eventually, like, I don't know, there's, like, a pretty dark sequel world here where, you know, like, hundreds and thousands of Iron Giants come to the Earth to destroy it for stealing their, for stealing their, uh, their scout guy. Okay, but when the Iron Giant becomes, like, a weapon of mass destruction, holy cow, that was actually really cool. The way he just transforms into, like, a whole different being, and he's no longer that, like, innocent-looking giant, like, with, like, you know pretty simple structure and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they got like, the emotions and stuff of him through really well. Like, when he thought that Hogarth was dead, he got upset, and, like, you know, you could see that. You could see his sadness when, um, like, he got rejected by Hogarth because of the self-defense mechanism. You could see how happy he was when he was getting to do cannonballs and eat scrap metal and whatever. Oh, like, yeah, the, he, part, the part where he does a cannonball where Hogarth jumps into the water and, um... He's like, oh, why don't you do a cannonball? And, like, you see the Iron Giant turn away. And he's like, oh, what are you, a baby? And he comes running. And he jumps in the water. And all the water it basically creates lake. a tsunami <laughs> yeah. in, like, Maine. I know. And it was... It's, anyways. Anyways. I'm getting into too much into this movie. Um, it was actually... This movie, little trivia, was originally meant to be a musical. What? Yes. Pete Townsend of The Who developed it as a stage musical using songs from a concept album that he made called The Iron Man, um, and then decided to it would work better as an animated feature, and they pitched it to Warner Brothers. Okay. So this, has, this was executively that. produced by Pete Townsend of The Who, and he also produced concept album based on the same book as the film. So it's also based off a book as well, too. I'm also learning this while I'm reading this. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I can tell you really did your prep work. You're like finding out as the words come out of your mouth. Um, uh, another uh, little tidbit is the story of the movie bears very little resemblance to the book it's based on. <laughs> what is that book? The Steel Large Man. Something Iron Man. But also, it is no. there's no reference, there's no correlation from the Iron Giant to Iron Man in the Marvel Universe. Yes, I, okay, I was aware of that one. <laughs> um, anyway, so this was honestly best movie we've seen so far. I'm going to say it right now. For the podcast? Yes. No, it was definitely Hubie Halloween. Oh my! Oh my god! Are you... You're saying that this movie is not as good as Hubie Halloween. I mean, this movie was I'm good. I'm going to throttle you. I'm ready to jump over this table and strangle you. I mean, this movie was good. But not Hubie Halloween? It could have used a little more Adam Sandler. I'm going to throw up. I'm so angry at you. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, if you are not so angry that you want to throw up, you can continue to listen to this podcast and find it at Rewind and Reconsider. We are on every podcatching app, uh, iTunes, Spotify, whatever, you name it. Leave us a five-star review. That really helps us out. Uh, let it t Tweet at us, at H-M-F-A-I-G-E-N, at H-M-Fagan, or at M-I-A-A-G-R-A-V-I-A-D-O-R, Mia Agraviador, uh, or at Rewind Reconsider. Uh, it's in both of our bios. Uh, just, you know,
know, tweet at us, tweet at the show, give us your ideas for what you think should happen if we uh, run out of time on our 60 second summary, or if it's like not a good enough summary and we go under time, like I think that that should still count for something, but we'll figure that out. We'll keep brainstorming it. Also, we are going to have a Christmas special for our next one. We are going to watch a movie that Mia has never seen before, but that I have seen at least 30 times, I think, uh, in Jingle All the Way, uh, a masterpiece with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Anakin Skywalker from my childhood. Um, And so I'm excited to jingle all the way with you, but... Uh, We can cut this if you want to, but I wanted to tell a quick story. About what? About our friend who we told our friend that we were gonna, we were going to watch the iron giant sam our good friend samuel mountjoy he told us when he was little um he didn't have any cable growing up and i believe it was either nickelodeon or the cartoon network they were gonna add it to their basic cable package and he was super super excited um he wanted to watch all the cool animated movies or, or tv shows uh, and the day that they got the cable package upgrade was the day that this certain cartoon channel was playing a marathon of the iron giant (laughs) so shout out to samuel mountjoy for uh giving us that fun story that harrison probably doesn't remember because he is not in our no i remember that story you don't care you want to cut that don't you i mean i don't really see why it's relevant to anyone i thought it was funny (laughs) (laughs) okay anyways so uh all right um so everyone stay safe out there wear a mask don't go to social gatherings please and stay alive so you can listen to our podcast and give us that's the only reason (laughs) we are giving we are doing this to give you a reason to live okay so don't let us down (laughs) 